Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey folks, welcome to another Wednesday night. Hope you're having a good day. I wonder—I didn't know if you made uh, Sunday service or not here at Living Word Family Church, but you can go online and watch it. What a powerful service it was. Uh, we were reminded that we are a spirit-filled church and uh, a word of faith church, and we believe in the gifts and the power of God. And there was quite a demonstration on Sunday. People were healed and delivered and set free. And it was just, just a wonderful time in the Lord. And uh, that's what he expects, what we expect, and what he really expects from us is to get in line with what he wants. And tonight I want to start and talk to you something about uh, holy fire. You know, the Bible talks about a lot about fire from the beginning all the way through. But I want to read, start out with this scripture, and then we'll talk about some other things. But over in Matthew 3, verse 11, uh, John the Baptist is speaking here, and he says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I am, uh, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. How many of you know we are to be on fire for God, uh, on fire for the things of God? You know, it's so easy to to, uh, just let the coals go out, let the fire go out. I remember years ago, I was working, you might have told this story before, but I was working for the railroad, and I'm down at uh, Effingham working a switcher down there, and I'm staying down there all week, and there was an ice storm, and, and so they on the stove, we had an old uh, coal-burning stove, and, and at night, you're supposed to pile that coals up near the, at the edge of the stove, and when the next day, you can stir that up, and the fire will come right back up. Well, I was given the... Um, <laughs> the duty of doing that didn't do it right the next day the fire went out well it's hard to start a coal fire sometimes but when you got you stir that fire and get it going again and get it hot and that's what sometimes we can do that in our spiritual walk with God we have to stay earnestly stirred up at all times over in Jude uh, Jude's uh, uh, the last uh, chapter before uh, Revelation and in verse 3 it says this I'll find it here in a second. That's John, I'm sorry. i get over there where I'm supposed to be. Jude, verse 3. It says this. Beloved, while I am very diligent to write to you concerning our uh, common uh, salvation, I find it necessary to write you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered, uh, once delivered, all for all the saints uh, to deliver all the saints earnestly uh, contend for the faith I mean we got to put some effort into it we can't just go forth and expect uh, things to fall on us like apples out of a tree that doesn't happen God has provided all things that pertain to life and godliness but we have a part to play and the more we realize that the more we can press into what he has for us amen but uh, fire, fire has a lot to do. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Fire, what's fire do? Fire releases stored up energy. Uh, wood, coal, gas, oil. Uh, fire gives off light, heat, and power. Uh, forest fires. God wants, God wants the church to be a firestorm in the earth that destroys the works of the devil. 
In other words, he doesn't want us complacent and, and content and uh, with just getting by and going to heaven. He wants us stirred up on fire. And uh, people in the Bible were on fire. I look at Caleb over in, in uh, uh, Ex or I mean, uh, yeah, what was it, in Exodus, Numbers 14, I believe it was. They had just had the battle. Caleb's 85 years old, 85 years old. And he had been promised this, this, this land. And he comes back and he says, give me this mountain <laughs> that you gave me, you know, 40 years ago. I'm as strong now as I was then. How many of you ever think about being old and still being strong and uh, valuable and, and uh, viable in the kingdom of God? You got to talk to yourself. You got to say things to yourself. You got to read what the Bible says. And uh, Caleb was a man on fire. And the fire had never burned out. And uh, he's, he wasn't looking for a rocking chair. How many of us sometimes we look for those comfortable rocking chairs? Well, I'm a certain age, so I have a right to, to sit back and do nothing. No, we don't have that in the kingdom. We might have that. We can retire from a job. We can go on to maybe a different style of living a little bit. But we don't quit doing what God has called us to do. But you've got you to stir the fire as a revival in yourself. The power and life of God. Fire relates to the power, life, presence, and anointing of God. Over in Genesis 3, 24, it says that he was a flaming sword. Over in Exodus 3, 2 through 10, the glory of God uh, was present. Gave, gives Moses instruction and direction and go and deliver his people. Let me just turn to that real quick. We're not in any hurry because next week is... Uh, first Wednesday, so we won't be having a lot of service online, but the following week, I anticipate following up with more of this because we need to have the fire of God in us. Amen? In Exodus, uh, what did I say? 3, verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. God, an all-consuming fire. Amen. Then Moses said, I will turn aside and see the great sight where the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said to him, Here am I. Then he said to him, Do not draw near to this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand, you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look up to God. It goes on to say, And the Lord said to Moses, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have set, come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. How many of you know he's in a delivering God? He's always ready to deliver you. Well, I've, I've got problems that, that nobody else has ever had. Well, you can't isolate your problems. We've all had problems. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But listen, he can still deliver you regardless of something you've done or somebody has done something to you. You have to know that. And if you don't know that, you can walk in that you can become a victim and walked in and your victimhood all your life. Goes on to say, and bring him up from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the uh, Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Parasites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. <laughs> what names? 
Now therefore, behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have seen the oppression which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out? So he said, I will certainly be with you. You know, he'll certainly be with us today, won't he? He'll certainly, but the, the, the fire of, and that bush, there was a fire there, all-consuming fire. And he's still that God. He's still an all-consuming God. In Exodus, Exodus 13, 21, by night there was a pillar of uh, fire to give them light, you know, and by day there was a cloud to keep them uh, from burning up, right? In Leviticus, thank you, 613, God said, a perpetual fire shall burn on the altar. It shall never go out. Fire on the altar represents the presence and anointing of God. His fire will never go out, my friends. In 1 Kings 18.38, Elijah, you know that story. Elijah was uh, stood before the prophets of Baal. You know, there were there are, there are Baal prophets today, aren't there? There's, there's the Baal uh, uh, people today and challenged the nation that had turned to idolatry. How many of you know uh, we live in a nation similar to that today? And he prayed and God answered with what? With fire. Uh, the prophets' results, the prophets of Baal were destroyed and Israel turned back to God. God is alive. You know, I would have turned to that real quick because there's more to that. And we can look at that a little bit longer because it's important to know that God still does miraculous things. Uh, I, I said 38. Let me find it a little closer. And it came to pass at the time of the offering, the evening sacrifice, and Elijah the prophet came near, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, that I may have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God, and that you have turned their hearts back to you. Then the fire, see, they, he, 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 he put wood out there and poured water on it. But then the fire, <laughs> then the fire of God, the Lord fell, consumed the burnt offering, and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked it up, up the water that was in the trench. Now when the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Amen. He still does marvelous things. He still does marvelous things. But see, there are Baal worshipers today all around trying to take and, and uh, uh, confuse the people of God. There are people worshiping uh, idols and all different sorts of things. Well, that happens in America. Yes, in America. And they need the fire of God to fall. Amen? Right where they live. The anointing power of the Holy Ghost of God to turn their hearts towards God. How many of you know they need deliverance? Many people need deliverance. Uh, how about when Elijah was taken up to heaven? A fiery chariot took Elijah to heaven in 2 Kings 2, 8. Through 11. In Jeremiah 29, 9, or 20, verse 9, let me go to that too, because these are important scriptures. You, if you have your Bible, write these down and look them up for yourself. But in Jeremiah 29, in verse 11, 
No, verse 9. 20, verse 9. I'm sorry, I was over in 29, 11. That's a famous scripture, isn't it? I know the thoughts I have for you. But then I said, I will not make mention of you. This is a Jeremiah. Nor speak any, any more in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire. You know, you can, you can get so filled with the presence of the, of the word of God in your life. It'll, be, it'll consume you. You'll want to speak it. You can't help yourself. You know, that's what we, we, we ought to be because there's all sorts of words in the world. There's all sorts of uh, uh, voices in the world, but there, there's only one that is truth. And he said, uh, shut up in my bones. He felt the fire, burning fire shut up in his bones. I was weary of holding it back and I could not. In other words, he was so filled with the word of God, he couldn't do anything but speak the word of God. He couldn't hold it back. How many of you know that's what God wants today? He wants people to be so filled with his word that they can't hold it back. They can just begin to flow with it. And you know what it'll do? <laughs> it'll set people free. That's what he told his disciples, Jesus did in, in John 8, 31 and 32. If you continue in what? My word, you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's what we do. We're a word of faith church. We mentioned that on Sunday. What do we do? We speak the word of God rather than our circumstances or our problems in Jesus' name. I mean, this is so vital for Christians. Listen, we have a hope that's beyond the scope of human reality, and it's Jesus Christ. But we have to agree with him. How do we get saved? How do we give our life to Christ? It's Romans 10, 9, and 10. We believed in our heart that God had, uh, he had died on the cross and, and was buried, and God rose him again. And, and we believe in our heart, but we say with our mouth. Amen? That are, that's so important that we begin to say what God says. And that was a paraphrase, but listen, you know that this is so important. It's like if, if, you, if, you, if it says in the Bible that, uh, that Jesus Christ took our sicknesses and took our uh, sins and took everything that there was that we had to contend with, and he took it on himself. Now, we begin to say, thank you, Lord, when you when talk about healing. Let's just talk about that for a minute. If you've got an, a, a, a thing going on in your body, a, a problem, a disease, a, a, a pain, a whatever, you don't go around saying, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I can't get rid of this pain. You ought to be going around and say, thank you, Jesus, that you're my healer, because by your stripes I've been healed. You carried my pains and, and, and my infirmities. Amen? Amen. So we begin to agree with what God said. Well, that sounds, that doesn't, that doesn't sound true. Yeah, no, it's truth because that's what he did. And we're speaking the truth over our situations. Amen. Say, what, say, say what if you have a, a problem with relationships? How about beginning to thank God that, Lord, I'm, I thank you in all my relationships. It's working out for my good in Jesus' name. How about if you need money? Your checkbook, Lord, I thank you that you're, <laughs> you're the, the God that provides all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I have more than enough to be a blessing and, and give into the kingdom of God. Boy, that's so important. Those are confessions. Those, we played a song Sunday. I uh, um, was so good talking about he's, he's whatever we need him to be. Whatever his word said, not, we're not looking up things, but whatever the word says he was for us, he is. So we have to, we have to continue uh, agreeing with him. We used to say a confession. I probably used it here on there before. It's right in the front of my old Bible here. 
our faith confession, we would say this. Listen, this is what we need to be doing. As we tithe and give offerings, we're believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interests and income, rebates and returns, creative ideas. You ever think about that? That God could give you an idea that make you so much money? <laughs> it would, uh, you know, more than enough. Checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, bills decreased, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all my financial needs that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, that sounds, well, well, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I don't have the money to pay this and that. Why don't you begin to confess those scriptures? Thank you, Lord, that you're providing my needs. Begin to say what God says in the midst. You, you know, you have to stir yourself. You have to begin to let the fires of revival remind you of who God is in you. Amen? When you've accepted Jesus Christ, you have the very Spirit of God coming to live on the inside of you. But Jeremiah said he couldn't hold it back. Then I said, I will not make, <laughs> I will not make mention of him nor speak any more. That's what he was said in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones bones. God's word is a fire inside of us. Amen. An all-consuming fire. Over in Psalm 104.4, who makes his angels, spirits, his ministers, a flame of fire. You can also find that in Hebrews 1.7. Ministers and worshipers, a flame of fire. So we're at baptism of fire. Well, we just read that and we'll go back and read it again over in Matthew. You know, well, I heard that a while ago, Mike. Well, you did, but you know how faith comes, don't you? Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You can't get enough of it. It's hearing and hearing and hearing. So that's why we do this. Amen? But he said in, in uh, Matthew 3.11, uh, this was John the Baptist again, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming, and he was talking about Jesus, who is coming is mightier than I whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. And then over in Acts 1.8, you know this scripture. Now listen, this is so important. Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power. If you're out there, you ought to say power. I have power, the power of God. When the Holy Spirit has come upon me, and you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem, uh, witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Samaria and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth, wherever you happen to be. Amen. But then we see over when they waited for the baptism of the Spirit of God on the day of Pentecost, what happened? In Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. It's so important to have unity. So important to be in one, one accord. Sunday was an example of that. We were singing worship songs. We were in, entering in. We were praising God. We were magnifying the Lord. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit began to move in, in our midst with, with gifts and signs and wonders. Amen. So we have to know that it's so important to be unified together. We're all, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then it appeared to them divided tongues as of what? Fire. Have I heard that word before? Sure you have. This is throughout the Bible. 
and one set up on each one of them, uh, each of them. And they were all filled, what? Filled with what? The Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Listen, that's the power of God. That's the power of the fire of God. Amen. Common thread that ran through the disciples. They were on fire for the kingdom. You know, they were continually refilled. They were continually over and over refilled with the power of God. Uh, I want to go over to, I've got other scriptures I want to read. I'm going to save it till next time. But Acts chapter 4. What were they doing in Acts chapter 4? Persecution was coming at them. They went out, Peter preached, and thousands of people got saved. And then they raised a lame man over in Acts 3. And then they were uh, uh, taken by the uh, Sanhedrin and, and interrogated and said, you shouldn't preach like that. You, should, you shouldn't talk about God. You, what'd you do? And they said over in Acts chapter 4, verse uh, 8, Peter, then Peter, filled with what? The Holy Spirit with the fire of God, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if you this day are judged, we are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has made me well, has been made well, let it be known to you and all the people of Israel that by the name, listen, here it is, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, why do you say Jesus Christ of Nazareth? Because Jesus was a common name back in those days. But when you said Jesus Christ, the Christ of Nazareth, that was totally different. Uh, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. Amen? So they weren't afraid at all. You know what? The fire of God will make you bold. It'll give you boldness to stand before your adversaries. And it goes on to say, this, the stone which was uh, rejected by you builders, who has became the chief cornerstone. Now there is no it's salvation, in, there is, nor is there salvation in any other name for no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved, Jesus Christ. Now, all kinds of voices in the world, all kinds of people serving other, I don't have to believe in, you have to believe in Jesus. There's no other name under heaven, one name. Now when they saw what? The boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated, untrained men, that leaves us, a lot of us in that, that, that frame of right there. They marveled and they realized that they had what? Been with Jesus. Amen? Praise the Lord. And seeing that the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But so it wouldn't spread any further. He went and told them. Now, uh, they said, uh, verse, let me find a verse here. Verse 17, but so it spread no further among the people. Let us severely threaten them that from now on they shall speak to no man in this name. In other words, they're doing that today. They cut off a football player here recently that just had played a game for the Houston Texans, and he was going to testify about Jesus Christ was his Lord. NBC, I'm going to tell you what, what network it was. NBC cut that off. Wouldn't allow him to say Jesus Christ was his Lord and wouldn't give glory to God. And see, they do that today. They cut off those names. Uh, but they go on down here to verse 20, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And so when they threatened them further, they let them go. But what did they do? They didn't go back and cry and moan and groan and, and, and to get all uptight. No, they went back being let go. They went back to their own companions. You know, it's important to be with faith. 
spirit-filled, faith-filled people. Be around those kind of people. They'll encourage you. They'll build you up. They'll keep you in a place where you can go on and serve God without falling back. Amen? And reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And so when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. There they are in one accord again, in unity. Lord, your God, who made the heavens and the earth, or the earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why do the nations rage? And we're there again. I've said it many times, probably on this program. And the kings plot vain things. The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed with Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determines before to be done. Now, be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats. We ought to be praying that today. Look on their threats because there's threats all around us today. And grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, listen, this is a good reason to pray. Amen. Running short of time here, but I got to finish this. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. We need a whole lot of shaking in the church today. Amen. And they were all filled. I thought they were already filled. No, they were filled again with the Holy Spirit. I've, I've Holy Spirit and fire. Amen. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now, and it goes on to say in verse 33, and with great and with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord, and great grace was upon them all. What do we need? We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. We need the power of the Holy Spirit today. We don't need self-help humanism. We don't need a little pablum. We don't need churchy services. We don't need religion. We need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need Jesus on the throne, and we need the fire of God burning out of us. If we'll do that, we'll begin to see the church stirred. We'll begin to see revival go forth. We'll begin to see people healed and set free and delivered from the powers of the devil and that's what god wants today amen amen this is exciting it excites me this is where we need to be as a church not just not just barely making it through you know to the sweet by and by where christ in us is now to become the hope of glory let us let let him out with power and fire amen amen let's pray i thank you lord for the power of the holy ghost <laughs> you baptized us with the holy spirit and fire and may the fires of revival burn in everyone in the church today may we see the power of god begin to be demonstrated like uh, like it has never been before well of course i, I can't say that but the first church the early church was already doing that may we be like that in jesus name with the fires of revival burning in us that we might see the glory of god in our midst in jesus name thanks for being here we'll see you in two weeks and uh, if you can make the wednesday night service next week have a good night thanks again for listening to hear more messages like this one Make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.